This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Hello, everyone. Jeff Hancher here from the Champion Forum. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Today is the launch of the podcast, Episode 1. I am humbled and uh, grateful to have this opportunity to invest and add value to your lives. Uh, This is going to be a fantastic journey, one that I am super excited about. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about my story, uh, briefly about my background. The heart and the vision around the podcast and, and this venture, and I'm going to share with you some some steps on why I feel leadership is essential, and some very introductory steps on becoming a great leader. Now, this is going to be a journey, so there's going to be several episodes, uh, so I'm not going to get very granular today, but I want to at least lay a foundation for some of the episodes to come. But I think it's important whenever you're starting something new uh, that there's an introduction. Uh, Many of you are hearing me for the first time, and uh, I want to earn the right uh, to uh, be in your ears and have influence uh, in your lives because I'm passionate about each one reaching one. And that's an opportunity that I absolutely want to have, something that I know that I am built to do, and something that I'm extremely passionate about. So I want to introduce myself a little bit about my story. I grew up in southwestern Pennsylvania uh, in very, very humble beginnings. Uh, I had two parents that literally never worked uh, a day in my living life. Uh, I had a mom that suffered from a disease called lupus and a father that suffered from severe chronic arthritis. Very, very humble beginnings. Grew up in a very blue-collar environment uh, with not a ton of direction and really not knowing what the future was going to hold. Uh, But I always knew that there was more that I wanted out of life, more than I had growing up as a kid. Now, I really didn't know what I didn't have, uh, but I knew as I became older into my teenage years that I wanted things to be different. I wanted to create a life uh, for my parents that they weren't able to do on their own. And uh, so from those humble beginnings, I went straight into the military, went into the United States Army spent some time there, and once I became a veteran, uh, I had every intention of going to college, uh, but pulled out in order to take care of a very sick mother in hospice care. And during that time, I answered uh, a newspaper article to a job uh, at a very large corporate company. And from that time, I've spent over 20 years in corporate America, starting uh, basically as a fill-in in a very blue-collar job growing up in that organization into uh, an advanced leadership role. And along the way, in addition to rising up into leadership, I've also had ventures in buying and selling businesses, entrepreneurial uh, ventures, real estate transactions. And I can tell you this, I have learned a lot along the way. I've touched the stove a lot and uh, I've learned what not to do. I've also learned some of the keys to success that I have found that have made a huge impact on my life, and I've seen it in many of the lives around me uh, on journeys to great success. And I feel like I'm at a place in my life that it's time uh, to give back in a different platform, in a different way, to help those that maybe are listening avoid some of the pitfalls, some of the mistakes that I've made. 
So, so why the podcast? Why uh, the social media? Why am I doing the things that I'm, I'm doing? You know, I think reaching your fullest potential, it takes a lot of effort uh, and a lot of strategy. In my experience, in the circles that I'm in, I find that many people are willing to put in the work, uh, but they lack strategy and they lack focus. And so here you have a situation where, you know, if I were to give an example of like a vehicle, uh, you have this car running on very high RPMs. And uh, you're not sure it's redlining. Is the, is the engine going to blow? I want to be the one that is going to help you find another gear. Uh, because I think we all get running really, really fast. And then frustration sets in because we just can't turn the corner. And so we either end up giving up or we burn out. And it's one of those two things. So the purpose of this podcast is to help everybody reach their fullest potential. Uh, and combining the effort that you're bringing to the table with strategies that I've learned along the way. Every episode, I'm going to be bringing helpful insight on leadership, personal growth, change management strategies to help you all prepare to win. I'm, I'm in a place that I feel compelled to give back. And like I said earlier, I feel in this life, each one needs to teach one. We all have something to offer. We all have something to give to society, to those that we care about, to the teams that we're on. And I feel like this is the time for me to do that on a different platform, on a different stage. You know, mentoring has changed my life. The reason I tell you about my humble beginnings is not to, you know, give you another rags to riches story. There's plenty of those out there. Uh, But I'm one of those stories that uh, I didn't come, you know, from influence. I didn't come from education. The things that I've incorporated and how I've gotten to the success that I've had is, one, getting great people around me. I've had tremendous leaders and tremendous mentors around me that were willing to invest in me, willing to have the tough conversations, and I want to be that for you as well. You know, leadership is critical in every area of our life. Whether you hold a title of leader or not, I assure you this podcast will help you gain helpful insight through what I share. This isn't just this isn't just a podcast for somebody that has a management title or a C in their title. This is for everybody. Because whether you're leading a team, whether you're leading with yourself, whether you're somebody that's looking for personal growth, there is something that everybody can get out of the teachings that I'm going to bring forth in the coming weeks, months, and years. The reality is this. Leadership is not about a title. It's about influence. Everything will rise or fall on leadership. Look at every area of your life, whether it's at your home, whether it's parenting, whether it's on a a team, an athletic team, a sports team, a nonprofit, maybe the place where you work. You've seen great leadership and you've seen poor leadership. There's no doubt about it. And you know that leadership will uh, either help an organization propel forward or it will hold them back. So I don't want you to think that you don't have a title that you don't carry influence. You should always be, no matter what circle of influence that you're in, you should always be leading up, down, left, and right in all areas of your influence. And I'm going to give you the tools to do that effectively. So why is leadership essential? The first thing is this. Leaders set the tone for their own circle of influence. 
As the leadership goes, so goes the team. People are most likely to copy the behavior of a leader. And I have found this in many, many circumstances. I've seen it in athletics. I've seen it in business. I've seen it in nonprofits. I've seen it in church organizations. These, these leaders have a tendency, based off of their behaviors, based off of vision, based off of how they carry themselves, to have their people copy those same behaviors. This puts a ton of responsibility on the leader to ensure that they're walking the talk and leading well. So again, the first thing, leaders set the tone for their circle of influence. The second thing is this, leaders ensure that everyone is on the same mission. Leaders are responsible to ensure that the team understands the short-term and the long-term goals of the organization. This comes with communication. This comes with vision. This comes with statements of, of strategy. All of those things come with making sure that the entire team understands short-term and long-term goals. It, it's also the leader's responsibility to ensure that there's a strategy in place for accomplishing the goals and the strategy that's being executed. So again, leadership ensures that everyone is on the same mission. The third thing of why leadership is essential is that leaders are responsible to inspire every member of their team to reach their own fullest potential. Once you become a leader, it's really not about you anymore. If I had to boil down leadership in one sentence, it would simply be this. As a leader, your job is to help everybody around you reach their fullest potential. And that potential is defined differently by each person. Not everybody has the same skill sets, but everybody has full potential. Our job is to invest into the people around us to get them there as quick and as effectively as we possibly can. And this is a, a very high calling in leadership and a tremendous responsibility because it's not just about a profit and loss statement anymore, although those things are important. It's not just about key performance indicators anymore, although those things are very important. It is also about the lives that we impact beyond the workplace, beyond the organization. Because what I have found in great leaders is not only do they look at the organization, but what they aim to do is make people great. And when they make people great, the organization then becomes great. It also bubbles out beyond the organization, and it has societal impact, meaning these leaders take what you're investing in them outside of the influence, and they take it into society so that they can reproduce what they're learning. As a leader, you will reproduce who you are. This not only impacts the organization, but it impacts individuals. It impacts personal lives, and it's a very high calling. When people are reaching their fullest potential, the organization wins and the individual in the position to accomplish their goals win as well. Good leadership helps shape a positive attitude. It absolutely promotes harmony, and it facilitates maximum productivity. Maximum productivity is what you are looking for in your organization, no question about it. But as a leader, you always have to be asking yourself, am I pushing people to it or are they following me? It, you know, John Maxwell once said that if you're a leader and nobody's following you, you're simply taking a walk by yourself. Leadership that influences has people following. So I'm going to give you five introductory steps to becoming a better leader.
The first one is this. Follow leaders that you look up to. Find those people around you that you say to yourself, man, there is just something different about them. When I'm around them, I just feel a certain level of energy. When I'm around them, I just feel a little more motivated. I just feel a little more inspired. You know, the best way to learn how to do something is to find somebody else who you admire and who does it well. You see, leadership is learned. You know, there's the age-old debate of, are you born with it or are you learned? I believe everybody is absolutely born with different skill sets. I think that's what makes individuals specific and unique. It is also a great calling on our individual lives to find out what those innate skills are, and it's our duty and our obligation to see them blossom. But you have to know this. You won't have all the answers. And if you're somebody that's, you know, you're aspiring to be a great leader or you just want to gain more influence, get around other people that are already maybe where you would like to be and glean from some of the, the things that they are doing to become better yourself. And what you're going to find is as you start to follow these leaders, you need, to, you need to be studying them, not just being around them. There's a difference between hearing somebody and listening to somebody. As somebody that means business, you have to be somebody that's intentional. You have to study who that person is. You have to be somebody that says, I want to know exactly how they carry themselves, how they communicate, how they engage with other people. All of those soft skills absolutely matter in leadership. You know, I remember coming up through a blue-collar environment at, at a large organization, and I would always look at certain people, and I would just notice that there was just something different about them. When they came into a room, they didn't show up. They arrived. You know what I'm talking about? Whenever somebody walks into a room and they change the environment without saying a word. We've seen those people with that kind of an influence. How do they do that? What is it that they are doing that changes an atmosphere before they even open their mouth? It's presence. How do you read presence in a book? Very tough to do. The way to learn that is to be around it. Find those leaders and study what they do. Study everything about them. What are their mannerisms? How do they use body language to deliver their message. I will tell you this, the best leaders that I have found that carry the greatest presence, they, they say it in very simplistic ways. It's how they carry themselves. It's how they dress. It's how they sit. It's how they stand. It's how they walk. There's different things that you can do as a leader that will command the respect of the environment that you're around. The second thing is this, you got to get out of your comfort zone. I think the one thing that holds people back from reaching their fullest potential is fear. You have got to get out of your comfort zone. If you want to be a great leader, you will need to overcome the fear of failure. If you're not facing rejection frequently, you are not putting yourself in a place of growth. What is it in your own life that you're afraid of that might be holding you back? For some, it's public speaking. For others, it's fear of confrontation. Look, I can tell you this, if you want to be in leadership, you're not going to make everybody happy. If you want to make everybody happy, I think Steve Jobs said it best. He said, if you want to make everybody happy, sell ice cream. 
Leadership is not about making everybody happy. But sometimes you're going to have to lean into that failure. And sometimes the best way to do it is to touch the stove. Learn from your mistakes, but put yourself out there. If public speaking is something that you're afraid of, the best way to overcome it is just do it. Just get out there and do it. It's going to be clunky. It's going to be painful. It's going to be embarrassing. But I can tell you this, not reaching your fullest potential someday when you're old and you're looking back, that's also going to be embarrassing. And that's also going to be painful. So get out of your comfort zone embrace challenges. You have to see the challenge as an opportunity. You have to see the pressure as an absolute privilege. I have never seen anything good grow in a comfort zone. Never. Complacency grows in comfort zones. You know, mediocrity is in comfort zones. The status quo is in comfort zones. A little bit of disruption, healthy disruption, a little bit of added pressure, a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of an embarrassing moment. That's where growth happens. Lean into those areas and find resources and find mentors that will make you better. There is pain and discomfort in winning, no question about it. But there's also pain and discomfort in losing. We can all agree on that. We've lost. There's things that you've lost at and it's painful. Sometimes when we lose, it's because we weren't willing to take the risks of getting better at the very thing that caused us to lose that time. If there's going to be pain in winning and there's going to be pain in losing, why don't you just go ahead and endure a little bit of pain and go ahead and win? The number three thing in what it takes to become a better leader, always be learning something new about your area. Whatever area it is that you're in, whether it's landscaping, uh, painting, business to business sales, whatever it might be, running a nonprofit, healthcare, name it, you have always got to be getting better at your craft. You've always got to be getting better at your skill because your competition is also getting better. Your competition also has dreams and goals. You can't sit around and expect as a leader that things to be given to you. As a matter of fact, there are people in this world, and maybe this is a newsflash to you, they're coming to take your own dream. They're coming to take that thing from you. So what is it that you're doing to sharpen the axe, to prepare to cut the tree, to prepare to go chase down the dream? What is it that you're willing to do? You know, my wife, Janelle, I remember uh, when we we decided we were going to have children. Uh, My wife went all in on learning what that meant. I can't even count the amount of parenting books my wife read. And not only would she read them, but she would also highlight them and outline them and read them to me at nights because it was important to her. It was important to us to become better parents. Now, there's a lot of information out there, and it's important where you get your information. But I can promise you this. If you're not reading, you are missing out on a lot of opportunity. You can't say that you want to be a better parent and influence your children and and hope that you get lucky. You know, it drives us crazy as parents whenever we have other parents with maybe children that uh, act uh, a certain way, and they come up to my wife and I and they say, man, you guys are lucky to have good kids. Yeah, we're lucky. 
Uh, we were so lucky. We read books. We, we went to seminars. Uh, you know, we got around other parents that were doing it well. We wanted to be influenced by what excellent parenting looked like. And so now we're lucky. You know, luck is when opportunity uh, meets your, your commitment to knowledge. That's what luck is. You make things look easy because you have invested in the very thing that it is that you said that you wanted to chase after. Leaders are readers. You have got to be reading. I believe there's two things in this life that will change who you become, and it's what you read and who you hang out with. If you are not getting more information in, how in the world can you ever expect to get better? At best, you're staying where you are, but most times you're actually going backwards because the rest of the world is moving forward. As a leader, you're going to be called to be a teacher. There is no question that if you are going to lead at any level, home, church, business, whatever it might be, you are going to be required to teach. Here's a newsflash for you, leader. You can't give what you don't have. You can only give out of your abundance. If you don't have abundance in overflow, you become like the Dead Sea. Do you know why they call it the Dead Sea? There is many rivers that feed the Dead Sea, and these rivers are vibrant. They're full of life, but they flow into the Dead Sea. And the big thing with the Dead Sea is this. It doesn't have an outlet. It stops right there, and it becomes stagnant, and stagnant becomes death. If you are not having outlet, if you can't give in abundance, and you can't give in overflow, it will cause death. And as a leader, you are there not only to engage your own life, but you're there to give life to the people around you. It's a high calling that demands a great sacrifice. We have the internet. The internet puts everything at our fingertips and leaves no excuse for ignorance. The only reason that there could be that you're not getting better at what you said you wanted to do is laziness. And that might come off harsh, but part of my goal here uh, is to give you some tough feedback. I started uh, by saying that I had people around me that were willing to have the tough conversations. Folks, I care enough about you to have some tough conversations. If you're not getting better, it's probably because you're not putting forth the right effort. Knowledge is one of these things that you have to understand that not only is it going to help the people around you, but it's going to bring self-confidence as well as confidence in the people that you're leading. They're going to start looking to you for answers. They're going to start asking questions like, Jeff, what do you think about this situation or that situation? When you feel that happening in your organization, it's because you're making impact and people are looking to you. Why? Because you've made investments to have answers in the most desperate of situations. As an individual in pursuit of leadership excellence, you're going to sit in one of four camps in your life. The first camp is this. I hope it doesn't come up. Camp number two. If it comes up, I'll wing it. Camp number three. If it comes up, I'm prepared to talk about it. And camp four. If it doesn't come up, I'm bringing it up. Why? Because I have the answers. Don't be a leader that sits in camp one and just tries to use your charm, wit, good looks, and just hope things don't come up. 
That's not going to be effective. It's going to be very, very short-lived. You have to be a leader that moves with swagger of confidence, that says, if this thing doesn't come up, I'm bringing it up. Because I've done, when nobody else was around, in the quiet of the night, when everybody was out, out enjoying themselves, I committed to learning. I committed to excellence, and if this thing doesn't come up, I'm going to make sure everybody in this meeting in this area knows that I know what I'm talking about, and I have answers and solutions to the problems. That's what leadership does. Leadership paves the way through the investment that they bring when nobody else is around. Great leaders dwell in Camp 4 because they realize that in order to make a difference, they have got to speak up. When you have that level of confidence and you have that level of knowledge, it is your duty, it is your obligation to speak up because you are now a a change maker. You're somebody that's a difference maker. And by not speaking up, you're causing a negative impact to your organization and those around you. Gaining knowledge will earn you the right to speak up and make a difference in the people around you. And you have to know this, leader. They're counting on you. They are counting on you to have the answers. There are literally people's lives and families at stake for your lack of knowledge. You've got to commit to it. Leadership is not a title. It's not a W-2. As you go up in leadership, the problems will get tougher. There's no question about it. But the pressure is a privilege, and you will get paid in proportion to the problems that you solve. Number four. You have to foster great relationships. The greater your network, the greater the opportunity you will have to benchmark best practices with all of these other people around you. You have got to be committed to forging great relationships. Now, you might say, hey, Jeff, back to number two, one of the things that I'm kind of, you know, not good at or it's something holding me back is I'm not really a people person. I'm uh, a little bit of an introvert. Well, you know, life and death comes from the power of the tongue. First off, don't keep saying that. You have to say, look, if I'm going to be a leader, these are things that I have to do. And remind yourself what you're called to do. I am a great leader. I am somebody that's going to make change. And you have to commit to forging relationships. Why? Because I said it before, two things that will change who you become, what you read and who you surround yourself with. So number four is forging great relationships. There's never been a great leader that did it on their own. You can't name one. There's been a team of people around them. You know, I think of my own life. I think of the story that I have of going literally from poverty to advanced leadership and creating a life for me and my family that I could have never even dreamed of. Why? Because I'm so smart. Because I got great IQ, great EQ. Uh, no, I, I was influenced by great people around me. And I did what they told me to do. I, I invested back into those relationships. A strong network of great relationships will offer a great return on your time. It's also going to offer great accountability and the support structure that you are going to need to lead well. Leadership is not a bed of roses at all times. There's going to be tough times that come up. You're going to need an inner circle around you to benchmark best practices, ideas, leaders that have been down the road that you are embarking on. 
And it's going to offer accountability so that you're always stretching. You're always growing. You're always developing and getting better as a leader. I always say if you want to fly with eagles, you can't run with turkeys. Look at your circle of influence. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You've got to get out of that room. You've got to stretch yourself and get around people that maybe make you a little bit uncomfortable, that really push you and challenge you and stretch you. So here's an action item. Here's what I want you to do between now and the next episode. I want you to write down the name of five people that aren't in your current network, but they need to be. Five people that aren't in your network that need to be. This is the person that you're like, you know, I should really spend more time with them. You know, that person seems to always have it together. You know, they just seem to always make the right decisions. See, things just seem to go well for them consistently. Make no mistake, that is not luck. There are things that they are doing different to get the outcomes that not many people have. I then, once you have those names written down, I want you to reach out to them and connect with them. If they're close by, invite them for coffee or a phone conversation if they're not close by. But start to engage with these kind of people. Let them know. Hey, you're somebody that I admire, and I I feel that by connecting with you more and more, I'm going to grow stronger, and by having a better relationship with you, not only do I feel like I can grow, but I think it'll be mutually beneficial. You know, building great relationships is going to require effort. You know, I, I remember reading a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, and one of the things he says is the best way to get friends is to be a friend. Boy, that sounds really, really simple. But, you know, these people, if you're out there and you're kind of the lone wolf, uh, suit yourself. But I can tell you, you're never going to be as good as you could be if you had a good circle around you. If you want great people around you, be a great person. Be the one that extends the olive branch. Be the one that says, look, I'm willing to invest in this. You have something that I know I can benefit from. It's going to require effort. Be sure to commit to it, and don't be a time waster. In 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 an episode in the future, I'm going to be talking specifically uh, and going a lot deeper on mentoring and what a healthy mentoring relationship looks like, what you as the protege uh, need to put into it, and what to expect from a mentor. You as a mentor to a protege, what does that look like? But know this. Any time that you're forging relationships, it is going to require some effort. There's going to be action items. There's going to be follow-up, all of those things. Be prepared for these interactions. Be prepared for these discussions with your network to ensure there is phenomenal take-home value for everybody involved. Number five, have a positive attitude. I'm sure this is not new news to you. I'm sure this is something that you've heard numerous times, but I can tell you from personal experience, it is the one thing that will change an atmosphere. You know, I always say you're going to be a thermometer or you're going to be a thermostat. You know, a thermometer will tell you the temperature of a room. A thermostat will change the temperature of a room. As a, as a leader that carries a positive attitude, you have the ability to walk into a situation and change the atmosphere by having an optimistic and positive outlook no matter what the situation is. Sometimes there's going to be the fog of war. Somebody has got to be in there as a leader saying, 
I am ready to show you the way, despite the biggest setbacks, despite the adversity that we're going through. The great news about having a positive attitude is that it's a choice. It's not a skill. It's not really something you learn. It's a decision that you make. So the great news out of all five of these is it's something that you can incorporate immediately. It's a decision that you're going to make. I can tell you this. The best leaders that I've been around, they're very upbeat. They are very optimistic. I said it before. You get around that person and you're like, man, I just feel good when I'm around them. I just feel that when I walk away, I'm better for being around them. Well, what is that? It's a contagious spirit. It's a contagious, upbeat, optimistic presence that they bring into an environment. Their contagious attitude is a source for inspiration for everybody around them. There are times, and there will be times, when things are going to look bad, they're going to look tough, the environment maybe isn't favorable, and it's in those times that it is critical that there is a positive and encouraging leader that rises up. As the leadership goes, so goes the team. Now, I'm not suggesting that you become fake or phony because people will see through that. People are not dumb. People of all calibers have some level of an emotional intelligence, and they can see a fake a mile away. The best leaders that I've come across, they have a genuine optimism about them. They see things not for what they are, but for what they could be, be that leader. However, I will say this. It's going to be very important in the face of adversity that you're the voice of reason. There will be more people that are telling you about why things are bad and never going to get better than there are the people that says it might seem bad now, but I can assure you it will get better. As a leader that leads through optimism, you have to be a visionary. You have to be that leader that sees that bend in the road and you can see the other side. And not only can you see it, but you can help your team see it as well. Being a visionary leader and being a leader of optimism is making sure that your people always know the strategy. They always know where they stand. You can't lead people like a boxing match. Every, you know, everybody's sitting there punching each other, slugging away, and nobody knows who's winning. You need to lead more like a basketball team. I see the scoreboard. I know if we're winning. I know if we're losing. If we're losing, things aren't great, but I'm going to make adjustments. I'm going to call a timeout. I'm going to get the right personnel in. We're going to recover at halftime. We're going to get hydrated. We're going to win. You have to be the leader that brings that level of optimism because why? You've done your research. You've prepared in the quiet hours, and now you're ready for the adversity, and it, it boasts self-confidence and it will spread contagious throughout your organization. You will need to be intentional about your attitude and your optimism at all times. So in review, as I close, why is leadership essential? One, leaders set the tone for their circle of influence. Two, leadership ensures that everyone is on the same mission. Three, Leaders are responsible to inspire every member of their team to reach their fullest potential. And the five steps of becoming introductory steps, we'll go deeper in in episodes to come, but the five introductory steps of becoming a better leader. One, follow leaders that you look up to. Two, get out of your comfort zone. Three, always be learning something new about your area of influence. Four, 
foster great relationships. And five, have a positive attitude. So what is it about you today? What is it that is driving you to become better? What was that moment in time that you said, today's the day of breakthrough. Today is the day of change. Today is the day that I say no more, that not only am I going to make an impact on my own life, but I'm going to be an influencer to those around me. You know, I can tell you a story about when I was in third grade, and I'll leave you with this story. I was in third grade. I told you both of my parents were sick. They were on medical disability, and my dad was making one more attempt to go to the welfare office to get food stamps. And there I was, a third grade boy, in that welfare office with my dad, and they called our name to come back. And we met with the caseworker, and they're crunching numbers, and they're looking at income, and they're looking at all these things. And they said, uh, sir, I I have really bad news. You know, if you were on welfare versus disability, um, we could get you the food stamps, but you make about $500 more a year than you can to qualify for this additional benefit. Here's a man full of pride that has a sick wife fighting for her life, a son in fifth grade, a son in third grade, fighting a disease of his own that has reached the end of his rope. Doesn't know where to turn. Doesn't know what to do. And my dad, I saw my dad with all the pride that he had as a man, as a father, as a husband, plead with this caseworker for help. And there was no help to be found. And his desperation became anger in that moment. And it got uncomfortable to the point that they brought in a manager and the manager wasn't enough and they brought in security and security wasn't enough and they threatened to call the police. And the caseworker pulled me out of that environment And I remember seeing my dad with desperation in his eyes, on his face. All he wanted to do was take care of his family. You know, it was one of those moments and many moments like that 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 molded and shaped me to say, you know what, this isn't going to be me. I'm going to take care of my parents whenever I'm old enough to do so. And not only am I going to take care of my family, but I'm going to help everybody around me. There's going to be a Jeff Hancher that makes an impact on this world. Jeff Hancher is going to be somebody that makes deposits. I don't want to have, uh, you know, something on my tombstone, if you will. I want to be a person that makes change in this life. I appreciate the opportunity. I want you to challenge yourself to think about what were those moments for you. Let those be the fire that fuel you to become a better leader, to self-lead and to influence everybody around you. I hope today's message had some impact and was thought-provoking, and stirs you to become a better leader and make an impact on those around you. I really appreciate you joining today. I appreciate you investing time to be with me. I know I'm enjoying it. If you found value in today's message, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. You can also follow me on social media at the Champion Forum, where I post leadership, personal growth, inspirational messages on a daily basis, very frequently, to help challenge you, to help motivate you, to help you become better, and to help you reach your fullest potential. If you'd like to contact me or have questions or feedback, that I, I can also be reached at uh, Jeff Hancher at thechampionforum.com. That's Jeff Hancher at thechampionforum.com. And until next time, always remember this. You have been set up 
to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.